Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, you'll learn the fate of little baby Manji, and we'll tell you why jellyfish should be considered sacred. Stay tuned for episode 148, Adventures of a Naked Shopper. Five, four, three, two, one. Direct from beautiful downtown Okayama City, Japan, you are once again, for no apparent reason, listening to Planet Japan. Get ready to join Doug and Jen as they take you on an unpredictable journey through the wacky and wonderful world they call home. And now, here's Doug and Jen. Well, yes, indeedy do. Happy days are here again. Barack Obama has been elected the next president of the United States. Yeah, baby. And uh, we can all uh, exhale now. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. never had any doubt. I knew that uh, yeah, you Barack had, would come through. You had some faith there. Indeedy, yeah. Yeah. I come from Texas, so I didn't have any faith. I'm going to kind of miss Sarah <laughs> Palin. She was good for a chuckle. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Oh dear. You know, one thing she never said, and one thing I kept waiting for her to say, was, you're darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> that just seemed like something she would say, but she never did. No, she never did. No. Or oopsie-daisy. Oopsie-daisy would be another would good be one. would be another good one. And That's it's so an appropriate. One. Yeah. Oopsie-daisy. Yeah. Oopsie-daisy. Oopsie <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, indeed. People all around the world were jumping up and down for joy. Seriously, even in Japan, yeah. people were very happy. In Obama, Japan especially, they were... <laughs> they were. They were very happy. Yeah. Had yeah. a big party. They did, they did. Yeah. yeah it looks <laughs> like a lot of fun. I wish I could have gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is amazing how, uh, how an event of this kind can really uh, move people around the world. Around the world. Some, uh, you know, at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. I must admit, I, uh, I got a little misty-eyed. Really? Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm a big baby. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was amazing. The it, event at Grant Park was just wow. something to behold. Wow. Yeah, a quarter of a million people just screaming with joy. Well, you know, they even got some of my students interested in politics. They don't even know their own country's politics, and they were chanting, we can change, in class today. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain directions, like, uh -huh. where's the bank? <laughs> Suddenly it was, we can change. We can change. Yes, wow. we can. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So anyway, yeah, uh, it, it's a good day. Yeah. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Well, not r not yet, really. It's a new beginning. Yeah, it will be once he actually gets in there. Yeah, we'll see if uh, George can uh, manage to screw anything else up in the next couple of months <laughs> before he's ushered out the door Yeah, on his way to uh, Oblivion. No, he's going back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a little town there, Oblivion, Texas, Oblivion, I believe is the Texas. name of it. <laughs> You've never been there? <laughs> Oh. Anyway, I was so happy. I was so excited. I was so thrilled that I, I went out and I bought an iMac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just went out and drank two bottles of wine. <laughs> well, there you go. I think I probably spent a little more <laughs> yeah. than you did to celebrate. Well, you know, uh, I'm into this whole i thing. I, I've got my new iMac coming soon. Yes, you do. Uh, I've got my iPhone. Oh, yeah, that's my, right. My iPod. Yeah. My old iPod. That's right. I listen to music on uh, iTunes. Right. Yeah. And, of course, I love 
ice cream. <laughs> well, there you go. I've got the complete. <laughs> got the complete set. The, yeah, the complete set. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. So welcome, everyone, to Planet Japan. This is episode 148. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Jennifer Biggers. Okay. Well, we're in, a, we're in a giddy mood tonight. Yeah, we are. Yeah, because of Barack, we're in a giddy mood. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some interesting and rather unusual stories on the uh, menu for tonight. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Hey, right. we've got email. Oh, wonderful. And at least one of our listeners is uh, at least as excited as we are about uh, Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Winning the big prize. Sure, yeah. sure, of course. Yeah, we got this email from our friend Zero Sonico. Zero Sonico. Interesting name. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm not sure, I think he's the guy from uh, Uruguay, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Yeah. Awesome. He says, hi, guys. I woke up this morning and Googled... He says, I love modern verbs. <laughs> to Google. Yes, yeah. it is actually. And I, I Googled Obama president and got this as a response. Barack Obama, first Afro-American president of the United States of America. And he says, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Congrats to all of us who wanted change, even the ones like me, the ones that can't vote, but still feel the need for change because we may not get there in a year or even in one term, but we will get there. Oh, yeah. I think he heard Obama's speech. He says, congrats again, and welcome to the beginning of the new world. Whoa. Well, there you go, yeah. It does kind of feel like the new wor- we're entering the new world. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Everybody's so optimistic. I'm, I, I'm, I'm well, hoping. Allow us to be optimistic oh, for yes. a couple of weeks, and then Definitely. we'll get back to our regular selves. Yeah, I hope, yeah. I hope, I hope it, things work out. I really do. I really do. I'd love things to work out. We also got an email from a guy who was uh, interested in the fact that you're a scuba diver. Yeah, that was that was really nice. Yeah, his name is Kevin. Yeah, I didn't get back to you, Kevin. I'm sorry, but I, I'm I'm planning on doing that. And he says, um, I heard that you have that talking about talking to you. He said, I heard that you are an advanced open water diver. I am. And asked if you have been diving in Japan. I have. I wanted to let you know about our international scuba club in Tokyo. I know it's in Tokyo though, yeah. We're far away, but. It's called the Mar Scuba Group, and uh, you can go over to Facebook yep. and find out more about it. I'm planning on doing that. Yeah. yeah. He says, keep up the good work at Planet Japan, and uh, he can count on that. Right on. We will keep up the good work <laughs> at Planet Japan, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Kevin. Also, we got a very nice email from a uh, woman named Kyla. Kyla. She says, uh, hi, Doug and Jen. Great podcast. Ooh. Always a good way to start your email. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Kyla. I'm a longtime listener to Planet Japan. Listening to Planet Japan while on the bus to work means I am often laughing out loud to the dismay (laughs) of my fellow bus passengers. (laughs) But you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, the ryokans in Japan and how sometimes they don't like to serve foreigners. Yes, that's right. We had a story. Although we've never had any problems. I've never had a problem, Yeah. yeah. But apparently Kyla did, and she said, um, she said, when I was visiting Japan a few years ago with my family, we were refused accommodation with the reason that we could not read the kanji on the what to do in an emergency poster. Oh, I see. Hmm. Oh. I was completely outraged, something oh. which my Japanese friend could not comprehend, which disturbed me even further. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> After this happened, I did some searching on the web, and I came across the case of the Otaru Onsen with the Japanese-only signs. Uh, That's in uh, Hokkaido, yeah. Seems I wasn't the only one feeling a little disgruntled. Yeah. That's a fun word, disgruntled. Is it? I like that word. Disgruntled. 
Anyway, thanks for giving me a regular dose of Japan and many laughs. Oh, you're well, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so thank you to all our uh, listeners. Keep the emails coming. We love email. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Well, I just want to take a minute to remind everybody that uh, we talked about this last time, but I have, uh, I have reinstituted my yesteryear museum blog on oh. the uh, on the internet yes that's right yeah yep. you know about the internet right yes it's I've that heard whole about it. uh computer thing yeah yeah it's a pretty amazing it's thing the interweb exactly it's yeah. a series of tubes <laughs> 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 anyway i told people about it i invited people to go uh and check it out and and thank you to those who have uh I, i've noticed that quite a number of people have come over from the uh, website oh great to uh to visit yeah and i'm happy to have them yeah, it's pretty interesting, actually. It, it's it's a phenomenal blog. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I write it. <laughs> oh, dear. And, uh, for example, uh, let me give you an example of what I've been writing about the last week. All right. I did a piece on uh, the night that Orson Welles panicked America. Oh, yes. 1938. Yes. When uh, people turned on their radios and were surprised, somewhat surprised, to hear the radio announcer say, do not be alarmed, but we have just been invaded by people from the planet Mars. That's right. That's right. <laughs> In New Jersey, as a matter of fact. Yeah, people yeah. really did believe it. And, and people said, say what? <laughs> yeah, no. People were like, oh, no, and started like flipping out. It was yeah. pretty crazy. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Did a piece on the moon landing, one of the greatest events of all time. And I've done a piece on uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's is an interesting he, guy. Is he really dead? Oh, gosh, that, that's right. He there was such the, a prankster that nobody's quite n- no sure. One sh- no one yeah. knows, yeah. And uh, do you remember the old movie? You're, you're probably too young Uh-oh. for uh, the old uh, duck and cover. Mm, it was the, a government know. effort to uh, educate school children on what to do in case uh, uh, they got atomic they bomb got nuked. Yeah. yeah, they had to run under a desk or something under the desk. Yeah. Duck and cover. But anyway, it was a massive effort uh, in the fifties. Kids had to watch this horrible movie. Yeah, that's scared pretty scary. To death. Yeah. yeah. Also, I did a piece on uh, Archie Bunker and uh, uh. Meathead. Yes, I actually I love that show. The original red state blue state divide right there in the bunker household. That's right. Yeah, and, and I showed a, a clip from uh, maybe the most famous show of all time, where uh, Sammy Davis Jr. shows up at their house. He gets stranded there for some reason. Oh right. And uh, Archie uh, uh, has to confront his racism. Archie tries to explain his views on race to uh, Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. <laughs> That's pretty it's, funny. Yeah, I've not seen that. Classic. And I'm I'm actually a fan of All in the Family. And it's got a big surprise ending. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been writing about. And uh, <laughs> Wonderful. And all of these pieces have uh, great videos that go along with them. And uh, Yeah, let's check it out. It's a great website. And by the way, I've just started a, a new feature at the Yesteryear Museum. It's called Friends of the Museum. Oh, I see. It's a kind of Facebook friends kind of thing. Right. And uh, blogger.com just uh, recently started... Uh, uh, offering this service. Okay. Okay. If you go to the Yesteryear Museum, you uh-huh. will see Friends of the Museum. Right. Yeah. So if you are on blogger.com, uh-huh. if you have an account there, uh, what you can do is you can just click the link that says follow this blog and you will become a follower of the Yesteryear Museum. They call them followers. They're like friends. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then your <laughs> your picture will appear on my Sounds blog. Sounds like a cult. It is kind of a cult, yeah. It's the followers. Cult. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what that means is uh, you will become a follower of the uh, Yesteryear Museum, and you'll get updates on what I'm doing uh. there, as well as you'll get your picture on my blog and a link back to your profile. Oh, I see, I see. I see so if works. you've got a blog, it's a great way to um, yeah, promote yourself to promote yourself and get more uh, readers. Okay. So yeah. All right. Right on. 
and and it's always good to have friends. Yeah, or and followers. And followers. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, of course, you can find it over at yesteryearmuseum.blogspot.com or just head on over to planetjapan.org and you'll find a uh, link over there. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. And, by the way, I have anointed myself the museum curator, <laughs> if that's okay. I suppose it's your, it's your blog. It's my blog, yeah. exactly. Uh, a very interesting story uh, this week about a little baby. Yeah. A little baby girl. Apparently, India has become the surrogacy capital of the world. Well, yeah, the unfortunate fact of life. Yeah. Where people go if they want uh, cut-rate babies. <laughs> Women who uh, will produce a baby. Right. If you donate the sperm, they'll, they'll produce the baby for uh, a very low price. Well, relatively speaking, it's yeah. it's a high price for India, but low it's about price about twenty five hundred bucks yeah. American. Yeah, which goes a long way in India. Yeah, though. I suppose so. Yeah, it really yeah. does. And so these very poor women are uh, are doing this as kind of a, a way to survive and provide uh, money for their family. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. So here's what happened. This is a very unusual story. A Japanese couple. Right. Uh, decided they wanted to go that route, and so they went to India. They contracted with a young woman there to have a baby. The man donated his sperm, uh -huh. and um, everything was fine. The woman got pregnant, and she was carrying the baby along for a number of months, I believe. Meanwhile, the couple, the married couple, went back to Japan, and at some point, uh, they got divorced. Oh, no. Yeah. Not sure why, but they got divorced, and the mm. woman, uh, the wife, said that she wanted nothing to do with their future baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So the woman in India uh, went ahead and had the baby. Well, <laughs> what's she going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, she apparently did not want to have anything to do with the baby either. The baby uh, well, is stuck in limbo. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's actually kind of sad. It's very sad. And But here's the thing. The father, who's in Japan, he wants the baby. Oh, wonderful. Well, exactly. Of happy course. end. He wants to be a single father and raise the baby. Yeah. Right? Sure. But uh, they ran into a little bit of a roadblock. Okay. And that the Indian government said, uh, oh, gee, golly, sorry, we'd love to uh, send your baby to you, but uh, we don't want or we don't allow single fathers to adopt Indian babies. Okay. <laughs> huh. Because uh, he'd gotten divorced. He was now single. And right. uh, they said, sorry. Sorry. You're out of luck. Wow. Yeah. Well, who really is out of luck? The baby is out of luck. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Come on now. But uh, cooler heads did prevail. Wonderful. And uh, the Indian government gave permission for the baby to go to Japan. The Japanese government uh, gave the baby a visa. The grandmother of the baby, who apparently had been staying with a friend in India, okay. brought the baby to Japan. So oh, the baby's wonderful. in Japan now with the father. Oh, happy end. And apparently you know, there's still some question, though, about whether the Japanese government will give the baby Japanese citizenship. That's a little bit up in the air, I think, at the moment. Well, I don't see why not. The father's Japanese. You would think they could work you know, something out. I would think that that would. Yeah. The baby has their Japanese blood. I'm sure they'll, exactly. they'll take it back. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, it's a rather unusual uh, situation. Yeah, it's interesting. So good luck to baby Manji is her name. <laughs> Manji-chan. Got a couple of interesting stories uh, involving the military in Japan, the self-defense forces, as it were. Yeah, Japan's not allowed to have an army right. ever since the Second World War ended. They're not allowed to have the army. But they do have a rather large self-defense force. That's right. So, Which is different from an army how? 
Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where it gets kind of sticky. Uh-huh. But they're not actually allowed to like go into war. They're just supposed to protect right. Japan. A defense force. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, self-defense. But they're not allowed to do any offensive maneuvering. That's right. Okay. That's right. One of them apparently got in trouble. He was just entering a kind of an essay contest. Yes, he entered an essay contest. And uh, got in a little bit of trouble. Oh, yes. But he he's one of the the head dudes at, at the Air Self-Defense Force. Mm-hmm. He is a chief of staff, and he's a general. And he wrote this uh, essay. In it, he stated that uh, was a false accusation to say that Japan was an aggressor before and during World War II. Oh, really? Yeah, which is exactly opposite what... <laughs> what reality <laughs> what, is. What, well, <laughs> reality and the government's position on, exactly. on it. Yeah. So being him being like one of the... What, a general in, in a you know, state-sponsored <laughs> organization, the government said, uh-huh. oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. So uh, He actually said that uh, Korea and China actually benefited from the occupation, I believe. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did, which, of course, prompted Korea and China to get very angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, an odd view. And so yeah. he's created a, quite a stir in Japan lately. He was, of course, fired. And then he's he, gone. Yeah, he, then he voluntarily retired. Uh-huh. He's 62, so he's retirement age anyway. Probably so. driving around one of those black vans. Now, <laughs> yeah. <point. laughs> But now they're asking him to uh, voluntarily give up his retirement. And oh, really? He, yeah. And he's saying, no, because then that would mean that everything that I wrote was, was false. And he, <laughs> he's, he's sticking he, by his gun. He is not going there. So, <laughs> so there's a big, uh-huh. a big, big controversy about this guy. Well, there you go. Another right-winger bites the dust, <laughs> just like in the USA. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he was not the only self-defense force member to get in trouble this week. Uh, no. Another guy d- was just having a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah he really. Was just having fun. He was, yeah, he was doing a bit of drinking. <laughs> they didn't say that he was drinking, but I'm 100% sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was at a party uh-huh. for, a, for a friend, and uh, what he did was he decided that it would be funny to take all of his clothes off and go shopping. <laughs> well, yeah. What's not funny about that? I know. It is kind of funny. It's amusing, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah. He's a major in the Army. So where did he go shopping? He went He went to a convenience store in uh, Miyake Prefecture. Uh-huh. Uh, he just thought it would be funny. It was, it was about 2.30 in the morning. Okay. He, he, was, he walked into a convenience store uh, wearing his shoes and carrying a wallet. <laughs> That's all you need, really. That's what all else you do you need? For shopping, really. It's the middle of the night, for crying out loud. Yeah. I know, you know? He did buy something, though. Yeah, he did. He bought some women's underwear and a pair of stockings. Well, well there you go. Then yeah. he's not going to have to be naked after all. <laughs> <laughs> what could yeah. possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, the store clerk uh, called the police on him. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he did. Oh, what a spoil sport. He, really, though. He spoiled all the fun. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, and they arrested him. Uh, he's been suspended from work. Oh, Jesus. So he can't, so he's got to stay home. That's too bad. For 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's, uh, I hope he's learned his lesson. Well, either that or confronting his issues with women's underwear. Yeah, there's yeah. just something a little odd about that. I know. He's got 10 yeah. days to sort of, you know, think but about hey, that. But hey, it was funny. I mean, he was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, you know, last time we started our new religion corner, 
Oh, yes, we did. And it got such a uh, fantastic response that we're going to do another one. Wonderful. Oh, what are we sure. going to talk about today? Today's Religion Corner has to do with one of the tenets of religious life, especially, uh, well, it's not just the Christian world. I suppose many religions believe in everlasting life. That's right, everlasting yeah. life. Yeah, uh, which is to say you, you live your life here on earth, mm-hmm. and then you die right. at some point, mm-hmm. and then you get to, to graduate <laughs> to another world. Right. And if you if you believe the right things, you'll go in the upward direction and, and live with uh, – with Jesus and the angels and, yeah, and Jerry, Gold Streets, I think. There's Jerry streets Falwell will be up there. Oh. All those fun people. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I really want to go there. Uh, there's no cable up there. I've heard there's no cable TV or But they got Gold Streets, TV. you. Well, yeah, that's fine. Gold Streets are nice, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> okay. But really, uh, how much harp music can you take? I like the harp. Harp is nice, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I like the harp. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the idea is you go to heaven and you just you live there forever. Right, that's right. Which, as a, as a kid, was a concept I never was able to get my head around. Yeah, me too. Yeah, time without end, just uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and then the opposite, the other side of the coin, of course, was uh, how would you like to live forever in hell? Oh, no, no. Right, yeah. which is a place with lots of fire. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, although it is. Toasty warm in the winter. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, the scary end of it. Uh, right. Yeah, you, you believe what uh, we tell you to believe or you're going to burn forever. <laughs> but God loves you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's dear. a little, little odd. Yeah, anyway, that's the, the idea. A lot of people think that uh, maybe you should just concentrate on living this life and not worry so much about the next life. In my heart of hearts, I, I believe that uh, this is probably all you get. Well, yeah. Unless you're a jellyfish. Oh, unless you're a jellyfish, yeah. that's true. Now, that's, uh, that's the interesting part of today's Religion Corner. Right. We have discovered a living organism that actually does have everlasting life. Everlasting life. So yeah. it, it's true. A jellyfish. Yes, yeah, a jellyfish. So this uh, jellyfish, it has like a, a core to it where its organs are, mm-hmm. and then it has kind of a bell shape around it, right. you know, like a jellyfish shape. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens with these jellyfish is that when they when they die or when their life sort of ends, the the bell around it disintegrates. Right. But the core remains and it can keep eating, keep feeding, and that will regenerate another bell ah. around it. So the core is like the soul. Yeah. There you it go. just keeps going and going. <laughs> <laughs> it it regenerates uh the rest of the body. Right. And then it dies again. Uh huh. But then it regenerates again. Uh huh. That's right. And it just keeps going forever it that's that's the theory <laughs> oh it's a theory <laughs> well I, I i no i think that that is the it's the life cycle of this jellyfish i uh-huh. think that's what it it does but i don't know if any, if anybody knows if they actually do live forever uh-huh. so these jellyfish were on an exhibit in the in the nagasaki penguin aquarium i don't know what happened to the penguins <laughs> but <laughs> uh the jellyfish were there and uh-huh. created a big stir Really? Yeah. People were very interested in these jellyfish. Wow. Yeah. Jellyfish who live forever. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. There you go. And that's this week's Religion Corner. <laughs> As you know, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I attempted to get a Japanese driver's license. Oh, gosh, yeah. How did and, that work out for you? And uh, I'm still working on that. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> but um, over in uh, Vietnam... Ah, yeah. You know, apparently in Vietnam, they uh, there are a lot of drivers there. 
<laughs> but mostly motorcycles, motor scooters. Yeah, m- motorcycles are yeah. popular. Yeah, but apparently uh, the government over there decided that uh, they needed to institute some more rules about who can drive and who can't. Well, they definitely need to institute some sort of some traffic laws. Yeah. Know, it's pretty dangerous, actually. So they got their heads together. Yeah. And they said, uh, here's what we're going to do. Okay. If uh, you have a chest size of less than 28 inches, or if you're too short or too thin, you can't drive. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Gosh, I wonder where the logic was. Which is a pretty odd rule uh, in a country where most people are very short and small. Well, maybe that was the point. Just <laughs> nobody drives. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the one about the uh, small-chested women, uh, that, was, that was rather odd. And uh, yes. bloggers across Vietnam began to ridicule <laughs> the government for making such a ridiculous law. Well, it's illogical, that's for sure. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. strange. Uh, one of the bloggers said uh, that the Vietnamese police were no doubt looking forward to being able to pull over women drivers to, you know, check the size of their chest. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and another one said padded bras will probably become very popular. Right, right. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the power of the blogosphere, even in Vietnam. Right. Yeah. They began to ridicule the government. The government said, well, okay. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, you know, a trial balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Just joking. (laughs) Pretty strange. Pretty silly. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know where they got that sort of. Small chested women are a danger on the road, apparently, on a motorcycle. I don't know where they got that that sort of logic. I don't know. You would think a large chested woman would be really more dangerous than a small chested one. You know, the whole balance and thing. I. Yeah. yeah. They're so big she can't even see over the top of them. That would be dangerous. Now, that's just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway, happy ending in Vietnam. Yeah. They, uh, they decided not to go ahead with that. And now, once again, it's time for everyone's favorite part of Planet Japan. It's the Dick of the Week. Oh, great. Yeah. Now, we just recently had uh, Halloween. Right. Yeah, and this year it fell just a few days before the big election. It did, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in this particular instance, uh, those two things kind of intersected. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, it did, yeah. Now, this comes uh, from uh, Gross Point Farms, which we think is in Michigan. We're not entirely sure. Uh, the kids were going around the neighborhood. Right. Uh, you know, to collect their loot, as it were. Right, uh-huh. candy. They, they came up to this one house mm. where a, um, a Miss Shirley Nagel resided. Right. Who is our Dick of the Week? Oh, yes. Okay, great. Congratulations. Oh, great. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley had put out a sign in front of her house Uh for the uh, trick-or-treaters, and it said, no handouts for Obama supporters, liars, tricksters, or kids of supporters. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. So if your parents were Obama supporters, you weren't getting jack. Well, how would she know? Well, she quizzed them. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, little kids can't vote. I mean, she quizzed the kids, and if they were pro Obama, she turned them away. She said, "Go away, you know, you're <laughs> no, for Obama. No candy for you." That's right. Oh, but she defended herself by saying, "Obama's scary." Well, that's what Halloween's all about. Sure, being scary. Being scary. <laughs> when asked about children who had been turned away empty-handed and crying, <laughs> she said, "Oh well, everybody has a choice." It's their own damn fault. If they'd only vote for McCain, she would give them candy. Now, the neighbors who live around her got wind of this from right. uh, the trick-or-treaters. One of them, a Miss Jeanette Fleury, uh, was also a McCain supporter. Right. 
But uh, when the kids came up to her they, and they told her that uh, her neighbor had denied them candy because they were Obama supporters, and they asked her, are you going to be like that too? Because <laughs> now they're a little, you know, worried. Well, yeah. And uh, she told him, no, sometimes adults just act stupid. Wow. Yeah, there, there you, go. you go. Good point. Mm. <laughs> Flurry said she felt it was necessary after her neighbor had turned Friday night's annual candy quest into a political debate with youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> with youngsters. <laughs> uh, let's see. The fire was stoked further when Nagel's next-door neighbor put out a large Obama poster. Wow. And his own homemade sign promising candy for all. <laughs> Doesn't matter who your parents are voting for, I'll give you candy. Flurry said... Um, she said most of the rejected children didn't appear upset. Rather, many walked away chanting Obama's name. <laughs> <laughs> chanting. Uh, oh, gosh. Shirley Nagel could not be reached for comment today. Oh. <laughs> they well. can't find her. She's in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> well, she should be embarrassed. That's silly. Yeah. Well, she got a lot of, uh, a lot of press. She's famous for 15 minutes. And she is our Dick of the Week. Yay. Congratulations. Mm. And G Sawyer your guy didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, uh, that's just about all the time we have. We do have some good news in that um, our uh, local neighborhood uh, Buddhist monk. Oh, yes. Gomyo. Yeah, Gomyo. Has kind of plugged us into the local music scene here in Okayama. Wonderful. Which apparently is quite extensive. Yes. Yeah. So he has provided us with some uh, fantastic Okayama music. Well, wonderful. And we're going to... Uh, we're going to share it with our listeners tonight. Excellent. So uh, we're going to end the show tonight uh, with a song called Kokoro Gamae by a group called uh, Youth Ooh. from right here in Okayama. beautiful downtown Okayama City. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> from a CD called uh, Flowering. Oh. Yeah. That sounds so nice. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget, uh, check out our lovely show notes at planetjapan.org. And you can uh, send us email at planetjapan07 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget the Yesteryear Museum. Oh, yes. Become a friend of the museum. <laughs> and I'll be a friend back to you. We'll all be friends. We'll all just get along. It's a whole new happy world now. That's right. It's great. Yeah. I feel like writing a song. <laughs> okay, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey.
Cool. 